0: I'm Marcus Brown, this is a Runner's Life podcast. This is the platform for richer conversations that explore the person behind the runner. I discuss the topics that influence us as runners locally, whilst concurrently connecting us to the wider global community. If you found value in the show, please subscribe and share with your community on social media and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or the platform selected as it helps the podcast grow. If you want to support my work directly, you can become a member on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a runner's life. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's head to the conversation. Hi Natalie, welcome back to Not Another Runner's Life podcast. On a scale of 1 to 10, how are you?
1: I would say I'm about a six, which is really good, actually, because I think I was a four or a three yesterday and the day before. So, yeah, I've improved since this morning, which is good. And our chat and our little catch up, I definitely felt like, oh, I feel better now. Like I've, you know, had a little chat and I, I feel good. So, yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah, kind of similar, really. It's been kind of stressful the last few days. I'd probably say probably about a six Hmm. and i'm probably about a seven now but obviously speaking to you i think that does pick it up as well and you know having a laugh and just reminiscing about certain things i think that makes things that, that just picks your mood up doesn't it
1: yeah naturally i i it's weird because i think every time i mean it's it's nice for us because these episodes are always a little bit more informal so we can relax we're not we're not the the interviewer as such um Essentially, we're two friends having a catch-up and, and, you know, we get to talk about things that, that matter to us and what we've been up to. So it's definitely a more relaxing feeling than when you sit down to record with a guest for a first time, especially if you've not connected before. Um So, yeah, it always picks my mood up when we get to have a catch-up. So I'm always glad for these episodes.
0: Yeah, because I think there's so many... Points that there's like crossover the things that we're thinking or things that happen at the same time so when you're saying things i'm like oh, okay yeah i can relate to that and we sort of bounce off of each other and that sort of way
1: yeah yeah which is good really good i was say i was saying this to someone on the weekend that even when i'm not feeling like in my greatest place um or if i am struggling in myself if i sit down and do an episode with someone and i connect with a guest and i get to chat about them and you know what motivates them inspires them i do always feel better for it afterwards it's a little bit like that saying that I use when um, getting up to go for a run you never regret going but you always regret not going Um, and I think the same applies for when I sit down and get to chat with the guests so I'm always grateful for those chats for getting that connection and, and being able to speak to people and learning from each and every guest especially during these times where you know our perhaps our social um connection or um, socializing is a little bit less than it used to be because of because of the world of covid um so yeah i'm really grateful for that
0: yeah i agree and i know you've posted recently on social about in terms of not being running and i know that's been really tough for you and i'm just sort of curious really to sort of think with. Really, i mean what sort of things you've been doing daily to try and help you focus on healthy thoughts as opposed to kind of unhealthy thoughts which are a natural part of life as well
1: so yes I think the last probably I'd say the last two months have been so much harder. Um, I think I was always really patient and managing everything okay. Like i was still walking, um, and and still felt well within myself. But definitely struggling the last two months, and I couldn't pinpoint what it was because I wasn't doing much different. But I do think I was walking less, getting outside less, and I got into a bad habit. So of like basically not exercising enough. So I did start um trying to pick up my yoga and meditation daily again um because I'd been on holiday and I'd taken some time off um and before you know it two weeks have passed and I haven't practiced yoga so I did that for I think it was eight days and I did see a massive difference and felt loads better for it and my aim was to do 30 days of yoga and meditation and and kickstart a good new healthy um mainly exercise not just mentally but then I had a really bad weekend so I didn't do anything Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or today, or Wednesday. Trying to get my days mixed up now, but yeah, it's basically I didn't do anything for I think it's been six days. So I'm hoping to start that back up again. But do you know what's really important? I'm going to say this aloud because I'm not going to feel like a failure for not continuing the yoga and meditation daily even though I set an intention to do 30 days to improve my exercise regime and for my mental health. You know, there was a reason I couldn't turn up and, and practice my yoga meditation because I was struggling. Um, and I think sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves for reaching a goal um, or like maybe what we perceive to be as failing, but I'm not going to look at those few days where I couldn't do it as failing. I was Literally not in a great place. And I just had to ride that storm and I'm feeling better now for it. So I'm going to start it again. That's a very long answer for a very short question.
0: I think it was a detailed answer for quite an open question. So it's hard to sort of give a real short answer for that. And yeah. it's really interesting to sort of hear your sort of side and your thoughts, really, because we're human. So if you're feeling not 100%, then you need to kind of pay attention to that. It's like if you're running, you don't feel great you're stressed about certain things the run may not be as good as if you're feeling happy you know they say you know happy runner you know it makes things a little bit easier so that's what they say i mean not always gonna be happy but i think the happier you are in yourself then i think it makes the exercise a bit easier you've got to be sort of really flexible in terms of how you you go about these things i mean you've got the goal but like you say sometimes you have to be flexible if it's not the right time then don't force it because if you're going to finish it feeling worse then what's the point forcing yourself through it and then make yourself feel worse for that sort of fact as well
1: yeah yeah that's a good way to look at it that's a good way to relate it as well to running and it it's weird because in a way if i did if i did do it I probably would have felt a lot better for it and it was probably at the time where I needed it the most so the you know the eight or nine days I did prior to when I wasn't practicing it I was in a better place in a better frame of mind Um, and it was just making me feel even better and then as soon as I'm in a really bad place when I probably need it more I just can't get myself to do it Um, but I think a lot of people are that I think I think uh, I know with people who perhaps struggle with their mental health or um, sometimes feel a bit low, they know that eating healthier will help. They know that drinking alcohol less will help, and they know that going for exercise will help. But sometimes it's a little bit harder to 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 be able to practice that when you're feeling really bad. And it's okay, like you know, you've got to be kind to yourself to to get through that little phase.
0: Yeah, and I think it makes it challenging as well during lockdown because if you're in a position where you're working from home you've got the opportunity just to keep stacking hmm. and it's just those choices as well so it's not always so easy as it? it's not always so straightforward And if you feel not so great you're going to go for what makes you feel good
1: yeah 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 relate to that that's <laughs> definitely been one thing that's been so hard since not exercising it's weird you know when you're when you're exercising and training you yeah. absolutely 100% want to eat healthy and when you're not and when you're out of that routine it is so much harder and like that's one of my downfalls whenever I'm low and I've had this for years like I need like I need a treat I need something to pick me up because I'm lacking in like some um dopamine or serotonin that's exactly what I get from running and from exercise and when I don't get that I'm lacking in that like happy feel good I don't know if anyone else listening has that as well but it's so it's it's common isn't it to to reach for a snack or for a treat or something to treat yourself to pick yourself up
0: yeah I think I definitely had quite a few snacks and treats <laughs> post-marathon yeah. my two weeks off
1: <laughs> that's good though that's good I think that's needed on a two week off did you yeah. did you take a full two weeks off after your marathon was it like complete rest
0: yeah two weeks off that's so not good even thinking about running not even walking probably the only walking I did was to probably <laughs> go to the shops or obviously stuff for my kids and whatnot but there was no there, there was no like physical activity which required any effort so
1: were you laughing because you were going to the shop for more snacks
0: <laughs> i was i was thinking about the times i went to the fish and chip shop a couple of yeah. times.
1: <laughs> oh that's so good though you i think it's so important to just give yourself that rest and that break and i bet yeah. you were like ready to come back then to run in after those two weeks
0: Yeah. Uh, yes and no the first yeah. like couple of days is weird because you're just like Subconsciously, it's in your mind. You're like, "I've got to run today." You're like, "No, I don't." And then I think day five, you're like, "Yes, I can sort of get up and do what I need to do." And then towards the end of it, you're just like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to start running again." Yes. <laughs> just thinking back to uh, the training, but I don't want to make it seem like woe is me because it, it's not that bad. Because you can run easy. I mean, you're not always gonna be marathon training and you know pushing yourself to the edge. You can run to, to for enjoyment. You can run in trails. So I mean, there's so many different things you can do to enjoy it. So i started running this week and i've i've really enjoyed it you know i've just been taking it easy just listening to some podcasts and just going at whatever pace mm. easy pace that i wanted to go so i'm just trying to be mindful of that and be grateful for what what, I kept, what you know just being able to go out especially mm-hmm. in this current situation that we will find ourselves in
1: mm-hmm. yeah which we'll, we'll definitely talk about a bit in in, yeah. a, in a bit now um god that was welsh in a minute now um <laughs> My, my one of the questions I've been dying to ask you though was, um, so this tags onto what, what we were just saying about the, the time off and and you know being grateful and like with your incredible sub three that you got, which yeah. for me I, I'm I'd still be on uh, a runner's high, haven't achieved that after. A, um, I know you had a couple of attempts prior to this one, but on a day where the weather was just horrendous, um, how long were you satisfied? Um with that result, like we, like were you, you know like you know runners they achieve a goal, they work so hard for it and they're so happy they're on that runner's high for a few days, and then all of a sudden they're already planning and plotting their next goal. It's like oh not like they're dissatisfied, but like that they're, they're already reaching for the next one. So has that at all happened for yourself or have you just completely been in a post marathon PB bubble?
0: I'm yeah definitely satisfied with what happened. Um, I gave my best effort on the day. It was a tough, the weather was tough mm. and I'm happy with what I did. I don't think I've had a down period at all. I think, if anything, that goal was part of a longer term goal working with my coach. Mm. So it wasn't like I got to, I thought, what is left? What do I need to do type of thing? I was thinking, okay, cool. Now I've done this. I can. I've got that, I've broken that sort of, that gone through that barrier, I can celebrate it, but obviously the next goal would be to get a London championship place, which is sub two forty five. But I'm not gonna think about that straight away. I'm just gonna enjoy this time and just enjoy proving myself right, you know, because when I drove back in the car, I was probably getting a little bit emotional because I was thinking back to the person that run four fifty five, wanted to quit, listen to some of the probably took a little bit more of other people's opinions are bored of what I couldn't do. And it was just nice to look back and just prove yourself right. Because at that point after that 4.55, I could have just stopped and thought, do you know what? Running's up for me. I'm not very good at it. But it's nice to actually look back at it now and think, wow, it kind of makes it worth it if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't have known that at the time. I was like really happy. And you get such an immense set of satisfaction from that, that it's hard to sort of come off that into a sort of down period. So, I've been really happy with the effort that I gave. And like I said, I've got the idea of what we're going to do next. I think at the same time, you need to just park it, enjoy life a little bit, do some other things, spend time with you know family. Obviously, I'm going to say friends, but obviously we, we can't do that during lockdown yeah. unless you're in a bubble or you're outside of six. It's just so complicated. I just, No one understands it. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it's just it's a weird time. I've been happy but I think the only thing is I've not really sort of taken time to sit down and like properly enjoy it be like yeah well done type thing I was was more like yeah well done afterwards and I was like okay move on to the next thing I think because life is just so busy with work family and things like that you're just moving from one thing to the next thing so it was never like a prolonged period of time where you could just uh, take some time and enjoy it because I've got young kids as well and travel and things like that makes it a little bit difficult as well so and it's just one of those things but i'm i'm satisfied with what i've done i know that's probably a long-winded answer to your question
1: no no it's not it's exactly it's it's a little bit how i imagined it imagined you would say um and, and i don't know whether dissatisfied is the right is the right thing i just like i think for runners they achieve a goal and it's massive and it's epic and they're so proud i know for some runners they may already be wanting to hit the next goal and and ready to go for it almost like they're dissatisfied with the result they had today so it's nice to hear that you are um you know elated with with what you've done and what you've achieved and how far you've come and you've reflected upon that and you know what the long-term goal is but you're very very you sound like you're you know you are very sensible in that you know where you want to go where you want to head but you know that you've you've You rightfully should be taking a down period prior to, you know, kicking back up with a, with the next cycle or an ex girl and, and, you know, spending more time with family and just enjoying this moment of your sub three.
0: The things I learned from last year of trying to go for it three times and you're really disappointed and you get back into life and then you get, try again, you get disappointed, you go back into life and, and you're thinking, like, why am I giving it so much? Why do I care so much? And, why am I, you know, giving it so much negative energy? And then you get it and you achieve it. it could be the opposite. You could just, you know, let it go to your head. But I think all those experiences have sort of show me that you shouldn't let the result define you. Ultimately, if you're given your best effort for that race and that's the best you could do, what else can you, you do? And, you know, once that race is finished, it's almost like you spend, like, years training for a couple moments of success. And then, like, it happens. You're like, oh, this is amazing. And then it sort of peters out. Back into normal life, Mm -hmm. and you you can't just sort of stay in the past, be like, Yeah, I did this time, and look at me, I've got my medal, and enjoy it, but move on and not let it define you. I mean, I feel happy with myself, so I I don't, like I said, it doesn't define me as a person getting sub three. I'm happy I've done it, I'm happy I've achieved it, but you know, there's other things that I want to achieve in life, and there's more important things, especially with the current world that we find ourselves in. Oh, gosh, yeah,
1: yeah. But it's it is refreshing to hear you say all of those things. It's exactly how I'd like to think I would feel at my next, um, you know, big massive go for the marathon somewhere, yeah. not too distant in the future. I hope.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this year and this, like I said, the results from last year have def- definitely humbled me yeah. to not just hold it lightly. You know, you know, win lose, you always learn, don't you? So.
1: D- yeah, and I know you've shared about that before. About um, that, you you take away, you celebrate the successes and you know the lessons that you've learnt on on the day. Do you yeah. think that since starting a runner's life and interviewing other runners and like their successes, their lessons, do you think you've learned a lot from that as well as those experiences last year?
0: Yeah, most definitely. It, it'd almost be unfair to point out certain people, but everyone. It's taught me something. I think one of the things in life, and we can get bogged down in is just thinking we are experiencing something that's truly unique to us. Whereas when I speak to other runners and other people, we're all going through the same sort of things in the same different ways and trying to figure it out. And it's just so refreshing to hear other people's experiences and you're like, yo, I can relate to that. Or I do think about that. And just really breaking things down into why they love running and why they're out there and we can all sort of relate to these things and it's been a great way to connect with people especially well virtually to connect with people because we can't do it physically mm. I think that that connection with other people has been really helpful for me as well because I've been trying to like limit a lot of my news content fill my my cup really from a positive place rather than going down into what this, what's the news saying? Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, it's there's been a lot of lessons and it's not always just been in the, in the highlights, really. A lot of the lessons have been in the challenging moments. You know, I've had people talking about that mental health, about loss. And if anything, it's been a lot of the, the best conversations have been about things that we all think about in life. And then we go back to running and just how we express ourselves. Uh, yeah. Way to move through space and just uh, feel connected to ourselves and the, the world that we live in, hmm. rather than this is my PR. These are the shoes that I'm wearing. This kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, times and that kind of stuff are important, but they're not everything. Hmm. And If you let it become everything, then you've got everything to lose as well.
1: Yeah, that's so true. So true, and it goes back to that saying that you always say about um, specifically then the marathon. How it's you know it owes you nothing. It's a good way to look at it. It's
0: hard to accept it though. It took me a lot of lessons, took me a lot of marathon to to try to accept it. Sometimes you almost think
1: think it does owe you something. All those, all the hours of training, and oh my god, the sessions, and the the winter months spent doing hill repeats. You think, oh my god, you do owe me something. Yeah,
0: you do think that. Then I remember, like even the last marathon, it's like the last two laps because we it was like Dorney Lake, so it's large exposed areas. And we had crosswinds, and then towards the last two laps, we had like headwinds. And it was just like, man, you're just like, the oh, rain. God. I'm tired. I've got headwinds. I'm like, I do not <laughs> need this right now. I was like, you know, you're sitting in your couch thinking, yeah, I want to be tested. I want to go out and do stuff. And it's like, this is yeah. not the test I wanted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, do you know what? I really wanted to ask you a question, right? And you've got to be honest with us all. What were your initial thoughts waking up that Sunday and witnessing the weather?
0: I wasn't thrilled, and I got him. I I put a. A post on my Instagram stories about this and I said, oh, look at the weather and I posted it and I was just like after I, I sent it, I was like, this is a mistake because I'm letting it get in my head about uh... the wind and the rain and that kind of stuff and it takes away from you because you're focusing mm-hmm. on all the external stuff and it's like, you're giving it your power. Okay, I can't take away that thing. I'm human. You know, we, we feel these things. You just embrace it. So the weather is crap. <laughs> I can't do anything about it, but I've done everything I could do to a point to get here in, in like good shape and give it my best shot. I mean, I've done the work in training sessions. I'm Even thinking back to like training sessions, I was thinking back to Boston 2018 where the weather was worse. Mm. I was like, if I can get through that, then I can get through this. So you, you have to talk back to that voice. You can't deny that it's happened. You can't deny that the weather is, is rubbish because that's just that's just foolishness. It's like, it is rubbish, but... I am stronger than this. Like you will not, you not, you You won't say you won't beat me, but you are like. I am strong enough to like face this.
1: Yeah. Did you um, keep? Did you did you keep the story initially on on your story? On yeah, Instagram? I kept on there.
0: I didn't I didn't delete yeah. it, but afterwards I thought oh, that was a mistake, and I had a couple of friends actually messaging me going, "Just focus on the race," and yeah. ironically that's what I was thinking at the same time. So, but I'm human, you know. You, you it was just one of those sort of snap knee-jerk reactions and then yeah. you sort of catch yourself thinking it, and it's like this is not going to help me this thought is not mm-hmm. going to help me achieve what i need to achieve today if i'm going to think about the wind and the rain and that kind of stuff then you know it's i'm not going to get what i need to get
1: yeah yeah because some people could have even gone to the extent of deleting the story and not, like not letting the not letting the the external circumstances like take over the you know what they've got going on in their mindset ready for their race ahead
0: no i'm human so we all have these thoughts and you, you can try and pretend that you're some sort of iron minded <laughs> person that nothing will break you but it's all lies really we, you know we, we we feel these things and it's it's not unnormal to, to to think those things and no it's the same in the marathon when i was running it you know there's book the sections you're just like man this is really tough and i would consciously just not look at my watch i've learned that so Mm. from the previous marathons before when things would get really tough you're suffering and then you look at your watch and then your watch tells you you're really slowing down (laughs) it's like a double kick so you just like i just don't look at my watch anymore i just go by effort and just remind myself and just talk back to myself and just say look just float through it just throat like like you're going through the wind i'm just like i'm floating through this i can imagine i'm just floating through it i just picture my legs just turning over and just like moving you know it's going mean, quickly through the space rather than held up against the wind or or thinking about the rain so you're always having these sort of conversations with yourself you're hearing what's happening and you're talking back to it it's a it, sometimes it wins sometimes it doesn't sometimes you go back to the situation where you're literally like just count to one or count to five or count to 10 or just count each step or just like thinking like just pick up my leg, just pick up my left leg, pick up my right leg, pick up my left leg, pick up my right leg. Literally sometimes it goes that, like that, that basic. So
1: really, I was going to ask you what, what, what like, you know, what do you say to yourself or what is there? Are there any positive affirmations that you're saying in your head or any like little mantras to get you through? So it's interesting yeah. to hear that.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you have mantras. I, I think the mm. mantra sort of came through towards the end in the beginning of the race you're not really you're generally feeling quite good so you don't really need to spend that mental energy you're just settling into your pace you get into your your rhythm and you're just kind of in this sort of flow state you're just going through it and then towards the end where it starts to get really tough i, I remember i started to feel a bit sick and the thing is you start thinking okay what do you naturally think you think okay stop slow down don't take my gels and that happened to me in new york so i stopped taking my gels and i hit the wall and this time it's like you can't do that you just need to slow your pace down but you still need to fuel and it's a weird sort of thing you try to explain to someone who doesn't run that situation it doesn't make sense but in on one hand it does make sense if you're trying to make a rational decision in a really chaotic moment because if i'd stopped fueling then i would hit the wall and i might not have hit sub three but i needed mm-hmm. to make sure that i wasn't going to be sick so i had to make sure I had to manage my pace at the same time so this is racing you know you you can prepare but you will always get some situation that happened that you've got to deal with on the fly and I'm not arrogant enough to think that you know that wouldn't happen you always know there's going to be some situation that's going to come up to you and you're just going to have to give it your best answer sometimes you can bat out the park sometimes you're literally just thinking pick up my left leg pick up my right leg in terms of mantras towards the end I was kind of thinking a couple things I was thinking back to New York I was thinking those twenty seconds, don't let it go. Just don't let it go. Even though I felt tired, it's just like just give your best effort. Do not give up. You're just like bullying yourself just to keep going. And I'll just say things like, "This is your time," not out loud, but in my head, and I'll just be mm-hmm. repeating it and just speaking back to those doubts. That's basically what it is. It's just like different conversations between yourself, and sometimes you can, you know. Have the bigger gaps where you can just be in that flow state, and then sometimes the, the gaps get a lot smaller where the voice is coming back and going like, "Oh, it's really windy." "Oh, you're really tired." "You're feeling really sick," and you know you just have to kind of deal with it, you know, um
1: piece by piece. Yeah, I think what what you were just saying there, like this is your time. I was like that that like I do think sometimes saying repeating a mantra or saying something like in your head while you're yeah. in that zone by god it can really help like i don't think um we give a positive mantra or like um i don't know a slogan a motto i don't know positive affirmations enough credit for what they can help us um you know zone in with our mindset to be able to achieve things
0: yeah so true because i think you can almost get in there first by speaking positively Mm. sort of, of cancel the negative side before, yeah. before it gets a bit too overwhelming then you've got to do like a lot of firefighting and then you're just checking everything at it um yeah but it depends really i mean we're all trying to figure out and sometimes you don't need it as much sometimes you're in that flow state and sometimes you can you you need those mm-hmm. those wires yeah. really yeah but um yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't easy and uh i'm just glad that i could i could do it sometimes it just felt like i just i was just hanging on towards the end Because it, like I said, I was feeling a bit nauseous as well, and it's just one of those things. Unfortunately, like you could sit there and think, "Ah, why me? Mm. (laughs) Why do I always get sick?" But Mm -hmm. it's not going to help you. You just got to get through it. And I just didn't want to have that excuse. I've had those races before where I've been, have given into those voices, but I was just like, I just don't want to do the same thing. I was like why don't you try something different you know you you listened to those voices and they didn't get you very far so try try something else
1: it it, it definitely shows some lessons that you've learnt in the past as well like obviously you know we, we don't discredit the training that you've put in and yeah. the advice you followed from your coach all those hours that you've put in and all those other races that you've done you know have got you to where, where you are today it, you know you've you've got here on your own hard work and hours of training and dedication to to something that you love but definitely you can hear that you know you've you've definitely got the experience from those those races and those lessons that you've reflected on um i mean that like you say in there about um the nausea and like not letting it you know because that could have easily if you weren't in the right frame of mind on the right day that could have easily taken over someone's mindset and could have completely like swayed them off you know
0: when i did manchester and I got sick at the end. I actually threw up at the finishing line. And then I had the same, I don't know, I had these feelings that when I was running Berlin, the next marathon of don't be sick, like it was really irrational feelings of don't be sick. And that really limited me at the time. So you are always learning through like each race. So when people hear me talking about this race, it, it almost seems like I just kind of took these, like these sayings and I just, I mean, but, you've got to bear in mind it's been a lot of trial by doing it and I wish it would have come like quicker but that's just life really it comes mm. when it comes <laughs> so yeah yeah and I've definitely learned the hard way and hard I've le- definitely learned the hard way and like I said my slowest marathon is 455 and to come down to 256 I mean you can't feel anything but proud I mean yeah it's just like no one can take it away from you it's just like it's it's such a satisfying feeling to prove yourself right it's even more satisfying than say if i start off being a really quick marathoner mm-hmm. say sub three anyways the first marathon and then i reduce my time not to knock that but you've got to bear in mind when i first told people my times like people look at me and be like that is rubbish <laughs> like it's absolutely terrible like you say 455 now you say like 256 people look at you like you just you're some sort of gifted athlete and it's like well no it's nothing about that it's not it's not, it's not about being gifted it's just given to you it's all the stuff that you, people didn't see and going mm. through all the doubts and it's just really satisfying to sort of come
1: through that god yeah i I'm, I'm like proud for you <laughs> um yeah it's yeah i think talking about the marathon and you know the um feeling sick and being sick it, it honestly brings back memories um of 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 myself running London, I'm just thinking, gosh, you know, if you were feeling nauseous, you know, on that day there, and you still managed to, you know, zone in and get that sub three, and yeah, it's just very, very good effort and fairness to you, and, yeah, and very absolutely. well deserved as well for all the training that you've done.
0: But like I said, like all those experiences that I could draw on for this race were developed from things not working or yeah. trying things out in the previous races and. So it's it's a it's a learning experience, and uh, mm-hmm. at the time you're not, you're just like are sick of it. Literally, you're just like I can't believe this happened to me. But you can draw upon those experiences in the race, and go, well. Oh, actually, do you remember when you did this? You got through that. You know, you know you so you can get through this. And yeah. it's just like that quiet voice, and you're like, okay, cool. You just listen to that rather than the natural panic, because if, you, if you've not been in a dark place, then it's it's hard to sort of draw any reference. Uh, is to like yeah. you have to sort of quiet it so if you've done your first marathon for example and you're being sick you can't just be like just calm down you'll be fine <laughs> you're gonna be like oh my gosh what the hell is happening i'm gonna stop and you're gonna listen oh. to those thoughts it's so natural um yeah. and i'd be lying to say like anyone could just do otherwise so um it's definitely a long experience
1: it it is and i think i'm, I'm kind of glad that's happened on my first and only marathon because for me i know I, I really do feel like nothing could get worse than that day. Yeah. I, I really don't think it could have. <laughs> <laughs> and like, regardless of what I run now, I can feel proud. Cause it's, yeah, like I'll, yeah, it'll definitely not be that sort of experience. And, and either way, I'm pretty sure it'll be a PB because six twenty five was the first and only, and I was on, I, I would, I trained and I was aiming for a four, four hours, um, that was that was where my fitness was at so yeah everyone just says well at least you know you your next marathon it's surely going to be a pb and i not that i really care about the the times too much but yeah i i don't think any marathon experience will be like the first
0: (laughs) yeah it's a horrible sort of thing at the time it's hard to sort of see it as anything (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> negative <laughs> but you just like yeah like, during uh, the process yeah Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, god just like, it just feels like just like it's prolonged suffering doesn't it so yeah
1: yeah but
0: when you come oh, out god. of it then there are some lessons you can sort of draw from and be like okay well even though this didn't happen like I know I can I've had this has happened before I know I can sort of deal with this or try this next time
1: yeah it's it'll it'll a bit like next the, time the race is yeah well, yeah, and I, f- I feel like it's a little bit comparable to to the year that we've had. I feel like we're like just on forever on this moving, you know, like it's almost like we've just got to keep going. We've just got to keep, you know, getting through this next month or, um, yeah, I, I, that's how I feel anyway. I don't know how you're you're feeling right now about everything, yeah. but it does feel a bit like okay, another week, like okay, another another day. Let's get through this, or you know, you're you're faced with more changes in work or lockdowns in your local area or yeah. and it just it does feel a little bit like a forever right okay just keep going just keep going you know like just not a while long to go that's how I'm feeling anyway
0: it's tough for so many people because it's, it's it's this continued period of uncertainty which is sort of stretched out but something I was going to ask as well and I was thinking out loud with, with Covid and what's happening recently although it seems to have taken some things away do you think there's any areas where it's actually given you anything or any areas of growth potentially?
1: Yeah, I, d- I definitely think I'm sure we we may have spoken about this um, like off the air. Then I think it has taught me a lot. Um, it's definitely taught me to slow down where possible, um, which is good, and to cherish like every little um event or you know gathering not big gathering but you know time spent with loved ones then shall I say you really do have to soak that up um and like you know when I think back to like however many weeks I didn't see my my mum um and like stepdad for you know we're, we're a close family and I you know see them every week there were so many weeks I didn't see them um the six weeks that I had my sister and her son living with me at the beginning of lockdown like those memories will forever be with me from 2020 um, but it made me really take in the moments that like surrounded me and I think sometimes you know we can easily forget that and I think we've become complacent um, so it's taught me that it's taught me um probably to continue being grateful for what we've got so I've always really like um turned to gratitude to like um, assist me in I think just being present and being um, self-aware and managing my mental health probably. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely continued that uh, need to turn to gratitude and, and, to, and to practice it. Um, because, you know, I think everyone's got, we've all got our own circumstances, but there's not been one time where I haven't felt grateful for what I've got. Um, and, I, and I think sometimes I do try, I have to, to remind myself there might be two days where I haven't really thought too much of what I'm grateful for. And I try and bring myself back to that um, because I think during this time, there's so many things that I am grateful for. The fact that I, I've, I'm working and have been working full time since the beginning. That I get to go into work and I've got great colleagues that, are, that lift me every single day. Um, and that I have the, the difference between home and work to go to work. So yeah, I think it, it's it's taught me a lot, but it's taught me to slow down, I think. What about you?
0: It's so many great points of what you said there because it reminds me of other guests that I've had have said similar type things. I think the first thing was about, especially time with family and what it made me think was, previously, we might have taken things for granted. Oh, I can just get in a train or I can get in a car, I can fly yeah. and see this person, but we can't. know, due to restrictions or age or whatever, or the area that they're living in, especially in the UK with the tiered system. So I think it's definitely about looking at that sort of thought of just taking things for granted. That's that's definitely something I've been mindful of. And also what you said as well, I think about the gratitude I think with things slowing down, I think we've been forced to just spend more time with ourselves and i think before with you could just sort of fill your time and be busy and distracting and going out and doing certain things and although you could still probably do that to a certain extent in lockdown i think it's still giving us time to kind of be with ourselves and just look at ourselves really hmm. do you kind of like what you see you know in the in the, in the mirror sort of looking back at you and you can't say yeah i'm 100 percent because i think as you get older you you kind of learn to be comfortable with who you are more so but i think for me it's been really good to look back at certain things and for example something happened today with me and just sort of, uh i think this technology and sometimes you can be so on technology and so on in terms of responding and certain things like that and i looked at my daughter and she was um holding like this um calculator and and she was pretending it was a phone, and she would go around just holding it and just tapping it, and wouldn't let it have a hand. Man, that's what I'm doing. Like that's what she's seeing with me mm. and my phone, just responding and doing certain things. I'm like, that yeah. is not what I want. You know, her to be, to be like, and think is normal. So I need to sort of really check myself in terms of my social media or just my. How I use my my media itself and just sort of create those times and those boundaries. I think in terms of not just being like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna switch off at this sort of time. It's actually being a bit prescriptive about it and saying like, okay, at this time, no phone. So, with with certain people, you know, you, you cut certain things out because your kids see what you're doing rather than what you say. So, seeing that it's made me a bit more mindful of just those little things. Uh, And that makes me think that I need to be more present and need to do work on that.
1: Mm. That's such a a good point to bring up, actually. I'm quite mindful as well of, like, my use of the phone, like, in front of my niece and nephew. So I haven't seen my niece and nephews. And I've seen one who lives locally, but uh, my others are in a county that's in lockdown, has been for a few weeks. Um, But I was in front of Sunny the other day, and, and I... I noticed that we we take a lot of photos but he doesn't like it. He's like no 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 stop like stop like and I almost thought oh my gosh I think we're we're probably taking too many because we live on our phones and you know our technology and actually let's you know do a couple and then put them away and just be in the moment like you just said. Um so I I checked that on the weekend I thought oh hang on he's got a point here and like he must look at this thinking oh my gosh why are these why have they got these devices in front of my face all the time um i do think what you were saying about being like more prescriptive about the time that you use it is probably a really good idea and like probably you know making a point of having those family dinners where no phones are at the table so you can't just pick up if an email or a text comes through but actually being present for that meal Again, that's something that I loved when my sister and their son was were uh living with me for those first six weeks. We had a dinner together around the table and, and they there weren't really phones involved. We would just sit down and, and chat and really like soak in that moment.
0: Yeah, it's just it's so much to it and it's so interesting to hear the side from your family as well and they see us with these things in our hands and you know, you think what impact is that having on them? And, and, and what they think is normal or what's not normal. And I remember even seeing something separately with um, Joe Wicks, you know, the body coach, and he put something on there about how he was struggling during lockdown and especially with times and just trying to manage it all and balance it all. And he put something on these stories about he actually wrote his, his uh, day plan and he's to keep himself accountable. And I think sometimes doing that, we, we might do that and then we kind of let things slide and you know you can't all be too prescriptive about how you live your life but I thought it was quite interesting to sort of do that every so often to kind of make sure that you're subconsciously not drifting into a place or doing things that aren't serving you and your family and those that you know need you in the best way and I think he had something as well about having his phone um, often as well and I know we're going to go into this and talk, talk about the social dilemma because I think it's just so interesting in terms of just like the impact of technology and just on us and the way we communicate and the way that we interact in this world
1: yes it's i mean did, did you want to talk about that now social
0: yeah yeah i think it was a, a nice sort of segue yeah. into it it, was really nice. it wasn't planned though but uh <laughs> <it was there. laughs>
1: i think everything's moved quite well into like what we were hoping to talk about or chat and catch up yeah um I mean I was just thinking you know like we were saying about prescribed times and and I was just thinking then about us sat round the dinner table and it did spring a reminder of one of the scenes from Social Dilemma of that family that was sat around for dinner yeah. and the mum locking the phones away and one of the youngest like literally getting what did she get out she got something out and smashed this like a hammer um, that they smashed yeah, it yeah crazy yeah absolutely crazy but that documentary I remember posting that um on <laughs> online which is a little bit um contradictory um that like I'm sharing about that and you know you know it was all over I put a thing on my stories and put a poll up because I, I was interested to see what other people thought of it and whether or not they took anything away from it would they change how they are on social media etc what like what were your initial thoughts watching it
0: I think you were probably one of the sort of people that sort of told me to watch it as well and had some other people saying it and I got round to doing it and it didn't really sort of tell me anything that I didn't know before if that makes mm. sense but it just reinforced certain things and it, just in terms of just like how you know, I don't I don't think social media is a bad thing and we sometimes say you know social media is like this evil person that comes swooping in and just you know takes our time (laughs) I think initially it started off with like really good intentions as to connect people and that kind of thing but as sort of time has progressed it's kind of descended into something in terms of you know we are giving our time I know uh, just information about our lives and that has value Mm. um, in some ways to to brands and just you know even with like say instagram and i i use it as well and sometimes you're a bit more mindful like the impact of that and what i think i'm still kind of trying to figure out how i kind of feel about it. i think after watching i, I kind of it did sort of make me like instagram a lot less if that makes sense but it's kind a problem yeah because yeah, in terms of like in terms of like just the the scrolling system they you know to keep you on there um, just the notifications in terms of just responding back and feeling that need to kind of to do it. And like I said, like recently, I said the thing with my daughter and I was just like, man, she's watching me and I'm she sees me with my phone. Again, that's, mm. I think that was something they said in there. And I said, and this makes me sort of mindful, of just like, yeah, use it, but just um, have set times rather than just kind mm. of using it just as and when.
1: Yeah. Uh. I think when I watched it, like I had friends who were like shocked by it, um yep. perhaps friends that maybe are not as active online or some some of which like don't really have social media accounts so that that that'll be why um but when I watched it, I was honestly i think what shocked me most was how much I wasn't shocked by it, but that other people were yep. um and i'll I'll explain because because I think when I set up the podcast initially and then like having like a public profile on Instagram I knew that like I needed to be mindful of what I was doing so I kind of went down a rabbit hole on YouTube and watched a lot of videos so I was already exposed to like digital marketing social media how it works algorithms I kind of like learned all of it because I thought right if I'm gonna have a public page I need to know how this is working like I don't know why maybe I'm a bit of a geek at that um so I I was really aware of how the algorithm worked already, and and I always found it quite fascinating how how everything worked. Like because I'm not normally very good digitally or or tech technically. So like when I like watched this and was like, oh right, okay, and understood it, I kind of yeah I don't know it just didn't surprise me. So I think I was more shocked at the fact I wasn't surprised. Number one, um, I think granted. Um, the fact that our presence online obviously has a digital footprint and you know our information like you said has value to it as well like that is scary I think the scary bit for me is how much we are going to evolve still um and what our future generations like what it what the future will look like for them um like it scares me a little bit to think how much more developed we're, we're going to become and what that means for society and and, and, and whatnot, but I'll go back to and I like to be positive. I do see so much positive for social media, so as much as as much as like you were saying about the scrolling and being on there longer, like I just see it as ingenious almost like oh I don't know maybe i'm maybe I'm hyping up too too much and being too positive like I, f- I find it very clever, but you can work that to your advantage so if you if you perhaps if you've got a business. I put a business hat on. So I'm thinking of like small local businesses, big businesses. I'm thinking of a business side of it. So people can market themselves so efficiently online if they know the tools to do so. So I just see, I see all of this as an opportunity for those who, who wish to pursue the opportunity online. So I see like how people can, you know, sell their, their, their products, their business, especially now that we're in this world where, um, a lot of things are reverting to online because of COVID this year. I just see this as an opportunity for so many people wishing to pursue something like like myself and you with our podcast. We put that out online. We market it online. We might not think that we're marketing our podcast, but essentially we are through our own page and through sharing the stories of the guests that we've had Equally, they market the episodes on their own social media. So I see social media as like an opportunity, whether that be for business education, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and how much we learnt and are still learning through the resharing of social media. And again, liking posts and communicating with people online, we're going to see these posts more in our timelines because we're communicating online and because we've used the very special technical way of social media to our advantage um so yeah I see it as an opportunity um education and there was another one what was it and also for me most recently um for community and connection so again I see the the positive side in that I was thinking this week like I I dialed in say dialed in. That's what I use in work when we when we actually use phones for a tally kit. Um so I joined a Zoom session, a well-being one, something that I would never have come across had I not been so involved online within a within a an online community such as the as the running one. So this session that I went to on Monday was so beneficial to me and something that I'm going to be using moving forward. And I would never have come across that all the friendships that I may make through that had I not been so active online so yeah I still see a lot of positive um I think the one thing I did think negative was because of what we like and because of what we share or interact with we can equally go down a rabbit hole and believe what we're seeing and I think the fake news was the worrying thing for me anyway
0: yeah and it's also reminded me a bit of what you said at, at the start of this we start answering the question about looking at stuff on in, in YouTube because that's basically what happens that they kind of take what we like and give us more of that and that's what we get in our feed and the interesting yeah. stuff was like where you are in the world and what you put into Google is what you get is relevant towards you like you could be in another area of the world and type the same thing and get a different answer. Or, Facebook you know you get stuff that's kind of towards your political views rather than you know seeing the other sides and it's just like how these free tools can just focus certain type of information towards a certain type of person and how that information can be exploited which is quite scary I know that sounds like a negative side but I think going back to what you said as well I think the thing that I'm still trying to get my head around I think we're all trying to do is on one hand social media is great because this is the connection with other people there's people that i've met on social media that are friends that i wouldn't have met before and have i've had some great conversations that i probably wouldn't have had otherwise because you just don't know those people in your local community so that's the amazing thing but at the same time you kind of also need to be mindful of the connection with yourself in that do you don't want to get lost within that if that makes sense
1: hmm.
0: i think yeah, that, that's so true that's the hard sort of balance they get
1: yeah no that makes so much sense and like you were just saying about like like we were saying the rabbit hole on youtube and it's insane that like my search results if i search for something online and like someone who perhaps you know in the local area will search for the same thing but the, our search results will come back so different and even more different than if it's someone from a different area that's searching the same thing um I've always seen it as a beneficial thing for me because everything's coming, like everything's easier in access. Like I just, I don't know, I'm I'm, a, I'm a YouTube geek, so I watch a lot on YouTube um, yeah. and I love that they send me notifications and I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to watch that. Like I, I love it because I'm learning more and I'm finding more things that I wanted to, to learn. But equally, I think, like you said, it could be exploited. So I think that's, that is to be mindful of. And like you say as well, you made a good point there about um, being online and making sure that we still have a connection with ourselves and outside of that, um, and still making time for, you know, family ourselves, switching off from online and being present, um yeah, present within within our lives, as you know, our, our ourselves, but also with our family and friends.
0: Yeah, and it's so easy because these devices are so addictive. That's why they made so well, and I, even I find it with my apple watch that i have to turn off all most of my notifications the only notifications i have are like text messages mm. because that could be someone trying to get in touch with you so all social media stuff everything i just turn off because otherwise yeah. your your watch should be buzzing and it's the same as your my my phone as well just trying to disengage or turn off the notifications so you don't feel that need to kind of check but then there's obviously then there's that pain in you that kind of thinks. Am I missing out? <laughs> What's Natalie <that me> doing? <laughs> I'm missing out. Do you know what I mean, so it's really hard because you're really, really in that that space, trying to fight against it, which is really yeah. hard because it's obviously intended to keep you coming back and taking your time. And
1: I think one thing that I've been able to do recently is switch off on my phone more, um, definitely since before and after holiday. So I'm quite glad and proud that I've been able to do that. Um, so I do spend less time online on Instagram specifically um, because I found I was spending too much time on there and it wasn't helping. Naturally, when, we've, when we're when we on our phone, we look down. So if you think about now, if you pick up your phone, if whoever's listening now, pick up your phone, whether you're sat on, you know, at home on the sofa or you're stood in the kitchen making food, pick up your phone and look at it naturally you're looking down your head your neck needs to move a little bit Hmm. so I found that having my right hand up with a phone in my hand and looking down that was just exacerbating the already neck issue that I had on my shoulder and then working at a computer where you've got your hands in front of you and you're typing away and you know your seat might not be adjusted properly to the computer I just found that it was just all getting you know, more and more painful for the injury that I already had. So thankfully that's given me a reason, even more of a reason to put my phone down more. So I'm glad of that. And I'm glad that I that I'm able to step away. And I often spend days now. I've stuck to the I think it's um what did I I try to say like I'll have one day a week where I don't post anything or don't go on there. Yeah. But on some weeks I've done more than one day. So that's good. Um and just being more mindful of how much time I spend on there and but more so of you know making that point of not spending as much time It's, it's mainly Instagram it was that's what I was spending my most most of my time. Um, when I shared something on my stories, Marcus, I, I put down like what's the three most used apps that you use? yeah so if you could tell us what are the three most used apps that you use and also what apps do you have notifications switched on?
0: Uh, good, good, good questions. Um, so I have like my notifications turned off, like on my watch. So all social media off. The only ones that are on are like my um, like text messages or WhatsApp. Just, just in case, I think if someone like needs to get hold of me, that's what I want to see because I don't want to be like seeing like someone's likes you you comment or mm. likes your post. So I think I just try and keep that just sort of disconnected. I've got um, any of my other notifications on my phone, but I have my phone on silent and like vibrate off. So I, unless I pick it up, I won't see it. Yeah. Um. So I don't really, and then obviously when you pick it up, then you can obviously see, you can scroll through it and see what happens there. In terms of probably apps, I'm, quite, I'm not quite sure actually. I need to think about that. I'll probably okay. say, yeah, Instagram is probably one of the top ones if i probably looked at the amount of time i spent on there i'd probably be embarrassed i probably need to do that i think if we all posted how much time we spent on instagram we'd all it be like we would all be very embarrassed and be like okay we've got a problem here we need to yeah. write it in
1: like how did we fit a whole working day in our day <laughs> i know <laughs> It's funny. When I shared the, the three most apps I used, yeah. obviously I was going by screen time. Yeah. Well, of course, because I that, I don't think that includes your podcast because if you turn a podcast on and then you, you, you've got your phone unlocked, yeah. it's not technically classed as screen time. I don't think anyway, at least it can't be because when I was looking at my screen time for podcasts, it didn't relate to how much I was using the app. So my most used have got to be podcasts, probably primarily. Yeah. Because I think I listen to at least three hours worth a day. Because if I listen to one in the morning when I'm getting ready for yep. work, and then in the evening as well, I probably listen to at least three hours a day on podcast. Yeah. Um. What, uh, Instagram is definitely one. Um. And then it would be neck and neck. You probably YouTube more than WhatsApp, but yeah, YouTube is I use a lot. Um. And the only thing I have switched notifications on are my emails. I've yep. got two email two email accounts so my primary email and then i've got notifications for whatsapp so whatsapp emails and then facebook messenger because we have a um a group message on there with my club so if i miss those messages it would be a bit yeah i have to i don't really use facebook messenger other than for the the group messages for club and keeping up to date with like sessions and stuff so yeah um i keep that on just in case but don't really revert back to it but that's one thing i've never turned on notifications was instagram because i thought no it's too it's too inviting It's, it's asking you to come back so i don't do that and what i'll do then is pick when i've got free time i'll pick it up and then go in so i never know what's there like i just i find that easier to to limit my use then
0: do you know what you should do is like what the people do it you know working technologies is just basically turn off all notifications make your screen like black make it uninviting as possible to get into but it's quite hard once you you kind of start down that rabbit hole you just keep going back into it so yeah but listen to what you're saying I think I need to actually look at my screen time and the apps I'm using Mine's to really bad. um yeah I think I need to take some responsibility <laughs> and just take a hard look at myself <laughs> do
1: you know do you know what's really funny though? what I was thinking of right So I went on holiday recently and um, managed to, (laughs) so funny, I managed to break my phone on day one of the holiday. So I'd always said, right, I'm not going to be online. I'm going to put my phone away. Guaranteed. If my phone was working, I'm telling you now, I would have been, it would have been hard not to pick up and do some emails or go on Instagram. And I probably would have posted while I was away, even though I'd promised myself I wouldn't. Yeah. So in a way, it's a good thing. My phone broke. It was an absolute nightmare. Basically, I managed to disable the passcode, which I've never done in my life before.
0: Yeah. But I I'd,
1: but I'd, didn't realize it was disabled. So every time I like, like it said, I'll oh, try again in 30 minutes or 15 minutes. So every time I'd pick it up, like naturally, how bad is this? You put the code in without yeah. even registering that hang on, your passcode doesn't seem to be working. And I was like, this is really odd. So anyway, managed to disable it. It was then asking me to connect to iTunes. It got to a point where I could no longer put my passcode in. I had to connect to iTunes. Yeah. But of course, being away, didn't have a laptop with me to be able to connect to iTunes to resolve it. So it was yeah. a goner. Now I had the um to travel now, you've got to have a passenger located form. So, yeah. so that you can enter another country, etc. So I had all the details of that on my phone. I had my boarding passes on my EasyJet app. Normally, I print everything off, but I didn't on this occasion because work was busy and I didn't get around to it. So I had everything on my phone, and obviously, all my passcodes were saved on my phone. So when I was trying to log in through another mobile, had no joy forgot username didn't work because it was trying to send me a text message to the yeah. phone that I was trying to use I had an absolute nightmare but what it did was made sure that I was off my phone totally for I think it was 10 days because even when I came home I still had an issue it still wouldn't work even though I connected to iTunes I had to get onto the phone to Apple which spent like literally hours and hours trying to resolve it no joy so basically had to order one off uh, the insurance and start again. But um, this is a long story, guys, but 10 days with no phone and an absolute nightmare in, an, in a foreign country with no lost board pa- boarding passes, the lot. And I was like so anxious about it. It was like the silliest thing. I think I was more anxious because of the boarding passes. Yeah. Um, and also the photos and the media that I'd lost on there, like, rep- you know, irreplaceable memories. Um, it's it's so cool.
0: funny though, because we, just, we hmm. just feel like we're just like, missing out or just like disconnected yeah. from the rest of the world but we're not in that moment that we're in it's so weird I... <sighs>
1: it's it is weird it is but understandable I I was...
0: not weird like uh, you're weird but you know I because mean? I could understand yeah. the same that Makes sense because we could all could relate to that like that really ridiculous need but it's just like it's designed to make us feel addicted to, to using it
1: Yeah. Yeah and I think I I think I was sad as well for losing a lot of fo- I've lost a lot of photos my iCloud storage was so full like it wouldn't back up. Yeah. So I lost a lot of media. I was sad about that and I think I think I did feel like I was missing out and I and then I had some bad news while I was away with regards to an opportunity that I thought was like a done deal. So like having that news as well I was a bit like Ugh and it it does make you think I was like well see it's because I'm I'm not running I'm injured and I'm not active online um but which is just stupid um but it was good as well like I was partly like thankful that the um that it had broken because it really did make me put my phone down which I never really do but one funny thing that popped into my head while this happened I was like oh they're gonna have a field day they (laughs) like I was thinking of that scene in um in social dilemma where that that with a young boy who hasn't got his phone and they're trying to send him all these notifications yeah. and it was so funny and i was thinking oh when i log in now i wonder what's going to appear and uh yeah whether things have changed or when my search results will change which is really funny
0: and how was that feeling when you went onto it the first time back
1: it was so weird it was, it was really weird actually like 10 days like not online i think it was 10 days it was yeah it was yeah it was yeah it was, yeah, it was more than that maybe I didn't get a phone till the Thursday. It was about seven for like eight, two years. Seven, it seems ten, like eleven. Yeah, it was. It was eleven days. Yeah. So yeah, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It felt. It felt weird. It did feel weird. And do you know what I noticed as well. Like this sounds like I'm a bit. Tri- it is trivial. Um, but because I hadn't been active, so this is a a nice like um an insight then, if you will. I hadn't been active. I'm still not running. I'm injured. I had a lot of people unfollow. So, because I hadn't been posting and I wasn't active on the on the app of Instagram then, yeah. a lot of people were unfollowing. Un- so, that's the first time I've ever noticed the numbers like go down. I don't really pay attention to them, but it was quite starkly obvious. Yeah, Like normally, if you lose a few followers, you're gaining at the same time, so you're still increasing. But I noticed it, it dropped by like 70 or something or, some, or like 100, which I've never noticed before. And again, that was after the 10 days of not not being online and not posting much and and all the rest of it so yeah that was quite insightful
0: yeah that is a sort of stark feeling isn't it because you feel like once you stop producing content it's almost like then your value not your personal value but the value on social media just drops so a need to keep putting more stuff out there and
1: yeah yes yes and i think sometimes that's a necessary pressure that we put upon ourselves i think you've got like like i always say with running or anything that you're doing any goal that you're pursuing you've got to always remind yourself of why you're doing that like the purpose and the reason i had someone like say to me um a few weeks ago about like posting online and it's someone that's not really involved in an online community or like any online stuff um so to them or to someone that perhaps isn't involved in a community like that will think that those of us who perhaps are on post daily updates or, you know, like me and you do Marcus, um, it, it might not seem like you're like, like the average person's activity to do. Like it might seem odd. So yeah. I, I was proposed a question as to like, why do you post so regularly? Like, do you not think you should post less? And I was like, oh, I was like, no, <laughs> I do it like for like, not just for me but I'm I'm also trying to share stuff that I find might be useful or insightful or strike a conversation like there's a reason why I started sharing stuff publicly like online and that reason is still there so I'm still gonna continue to do so like if I didn't feel like that reason was enough or worthy enough for me to continue posting stuff online or I felt like I need to take a step away then I'll do so but I'm not I'm not doing it for you know I'm doing it for a reason and I know what my reason is if that makes sense but like yeah. it did make me really think and like really think about what I was doing
0: yeah cause it makes you think like you say like am I doing it for those reasons am I truly doing it for those reasons or is it gone into some, something else but
1: hmm. like you know you know your account now Marcus did you when you started sharing like yep. was it already a personal profile and in which case did you have friends like outside of the running world following you on there
0: i don't know it's almost like don't you're like your teenager and you write your first email and it's like a really embarrassing email
1: mm.
0: <laughs> so i wrote that as like okay the marathon Marcus. i was like oh no one's gonna follow me so <laughs> uh so it was, just, it was just me just randomly posting like bits of like where i was running and no selfies, anything like that. I mean, I wasn't even in the shot. So I didn't really think it was going to go anywhere. I just wanted to post somewhere, not on Facebook, and talk about my running, because I felt like my Facebook was something slightly different, and I, th- I thought I'd bore people. And, yeah, it kind of picked up from there. Then, obviously, you get meet new people and people that you know follow you as well. So, obviously, that's obviously interesting. But, yeah, it's just kind of... I couldn't have predicted how it's going to go. I didn't really sort of think it would be this... Hmm what it is now if that makes sense i was just doing it because it was more of an outlet to talk about my running but not on facebook and just to do actually ironically i mean i did that in the podcast because i i wanted to do something that i thought sort of scared me a little bit something yeah. outside my comfort zone because i'm not really you know people say now well before I didn't, I didn't really sort of see myself as put myself out there i thought well if you can just try and do something like this on instagram then it's like putting your fears out there it's like public speaking same as doing a podcast
1: yeah uh, that's a good th- reason
0: the fear of like listening to your own voice and <laughs> all the all the filler words that you use and it's just like it's just crazy listening back to it but now i've I've, I've recorded so many episodes like i don't actually hate my word well, hate is a strong word but i disliked <laughs> my voice before because everyone because when you hear your voice back in a recording it's always different to so obviously hearing it and hearing it back through your own ears mm. you hear everything so in detail yeah just like all the things that you say, all your mannerisms, and you're just like, oh my gosh, that's just awful.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. But, but you yeah. get used to it. It's a good thing. Yeah. Like you said, you're feeling the fear. You do it anyway. You're doing something out of your comfort zone. And like because of that, you've had a result that you know, you've know you grown as a person. You've learned a lot. You've probably changed a little bit as a person. You've probably become more confident as well. Um, and it's opened up opportunities for you and you know connected you to other people. So I think, I said, yeah. I think it's a good thing
0: definitely yeah, there's pos there's pros and cons to it you know you you meet mm-hmm. new people but then obviously you lose some people because they feel like you you've changed yeah. and who's yeah. this runner guy <laughs> who do you think you are
1: because wh- what year was it that you 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 set up your profile on instagram
0: good question i think it must have been about it's like four years at least four years old yeah must be that yeah 2016? i
1: think like you say that like you were just saying if you like pros and cons if like losing people and they think you've changed like I think that's that is a fear I think but I think you can always turn that around and say well yeah I have changed why would I want to stay the same person like why would you want to stay the same person as you're growing older like you're learning more you're adapting you know yeah I think it's a good it's a positive thing isn't it
0: I think the problem sometimes with social media is like you can put something on there. And it's not that you're being inauthentic. You're just showing an aspect of your day. So for me, talking about the marathon Marcus, as I talk about as a third person, I don't talk about myself as a third person, (laughs) as like like a character. I'm just showing an aspect of my day, which is running, which is a very small part of my life. But then someone that knows you offline would scroll through through that and think, ah, all it does is run. Like I've had people think like that is my job or that is what I normally do. And they just believe that this is, or you do and it's so funny how people's perceptions change you're like no i'm still doing everything i was doing before but i'm just posting about a certain aspect of my life
1: yeah yeah um, it's weird and... isn't it um yeah it was funny like i'm just thinking posting stuff online and this is what i've always said right there's you know like they say what's that saying there's a thousand oh what's it a picture paints a thousand words well right. i've always said that there are you know thousands and that's plural thousands of other words that that picture doesn't paint you know a picture and a caption on instagram will only paint so many words and you know also the person reading or looking or viewing at that post will interpret it differently to the next person and it's like you said it's literally just a glimpse a small glimpse into your life and your day and there's so much more to those pictures and to the story that goes on behind it and i think that's the important thing when we are consuming anything online You know, there's so much more behind the scenes that we don't see. Um, And so, you know, always bear that in mind. You know, I just think that's just worth remembering.
0: Yeah, totally. And in addition to that, it's like when we look at something, we often cloud it with our own sense of reality and just put it through that weird sort of filter and it comes out something else. It's like you look at something else as life and you just think, ah, it makes you think about your own life and, what you think you're doing or you're not doing and it's and it can be really hard to kind of get a balance of where you are it's almost like oh everyone's running or everyone's doing this but it's not everyone it's just that person showing you an aspect of their life mm. and you don't yeah. know like, what they've done or what they haven't done or what challenges they're going through you know we're just all making assumptions um, so it's just like so important just to like and I'm the same you know you, you see something but it's always like I say to myself like okay just don't put it through your own sort of filter just put it objectively not always easy because we're human we see things through our own experiences but it's so important just to kind of stop and just check yourself and be like is that actually true what I'm thinking yeah that's
1: yeah so true and i was just thinking i was listening to a a an old podcast by joe rogan and he was saying like the guest i can't remember who the guest was but they were saying how these um i hate to use the word but it is it is the word to use like these influencers in america how they'd rented sets and like cars or like a jet like these massive cars to like post pictures and videos and, and reels then um and, like, Joe was just, like, flabbergasted by it. He was just like, oh, my God, is this is this what people do? Like, and yeah. the, the guy, the guest was like, oh, my God, they 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 really do. Like, they're renting these sets. They're renting these clothes. So all these videos and photos you see, like, on these people's pages are not actually real. And these young, you know, impressionable people are looking up to them, thinking, oh, my God, like, why is my life not like them? And I just thought, oh, my gosh. I didn't realize that was the case. I mean, I kind of did, but... That's happening a lot as well, and I think again, it's it's remembering. There's some things online. I'm not speaking of like the kind of community that we're involved in because we do share like what you know runs and you know real life, so to speak. But there is a lot of things online, and I think even myself, I see on my explore page. Again, there's more there's more words to that picture, and not every picture is painting that true picture either.
0: That's such a great point, actually, to give like a different perspective, like you're saying sometimes there is things that are deliberately misleading but obviously not expressly said and then people interpret that as they're doing this but i'm not doing that and yeah. it's not a real true reflection because you wouldn't know and, uh, and i think that's such a great point and uh this is the world that we're living isn't it really <laughs> that, that 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 some people want to do that to you know to to portray what they feel they need to portray
1: yeah crazy isn't that
0: it is I think we can really sort of keep going down like a massive rabbit hole <laughs> of the social dilemma but I think ultimately like there are good things like you said like it's connected us you know we've been into the podcast as well so I think there are like positives but I think it's just at the same time just being mindful of the other side of it and not losing the connection to yourself
1: yes yes bring it back to yourself that's why you know exercise is great yoga meditation is great it's all all grounding and it's all making it making things a bit more simple
0: yeah definitely and just to kind of wrap it up we'll just uh finish on some good good points or things that we, we sort of enjoyed I, I know this is obviously after the london marathon but one thing that i really liked and i know a lot of people said it, it's probably old news was uh, watching sarah hall's finish yes I mean like that was just incredible and amazing the, the funny thing I think about it is like, you know like when you're running and you're thinking you're sprinting towards the end and you look at yourself in a video you're just like man I look like I <laughs> go so slowly like there's a picture as like a video I put on my social of me running a marathon I think I must be at that point I was running six thirty pace I thought I was just like like a gazelle bounding along and I looked at myself I was like man you look really slow But then I saw, like, you see Sarah Hall's, like, sprint finish. You're like, man, that is, like, that's how you pitch yourself in in your head. But she was actually doing it in real life. Do
1: you know what's funny? When I was watching that, my legs actually hurt. Like, I actually, it was like, it was like my muscles were tensing up. Like, I felt like I had the lactic acid in my legs because it just took me back to all, like, major sessions like like when marathon training i just looked at it, thought thinking oh my god and then i was like thinking of like Haley corinne's finish like last year and you know was she was she gonna have enough left in here to go um yeah ma- massive finish i thought it was amazing
0: yeah what a way to kind of bring it home and especially the year that she's had yeah especially not, um, having to kind of uh, pull out of the olympic trials race as well or during the race and then you know to come back towards the end of the year get half marathon pr a marathon pr at 37 Mm -hmm. and it just goes to show that even the elites like sometimes it takes time and to be patient and yeah it's a story that can people can
1: relate to yeah yeah and i think like seeing that and i i know like obviously i'm not comparing because i'm no elite never will be but seeing that epic like you just said you know that that pb and and at her age and the year that she's had and also going back to a conversation I've had recently with Ruth on, on the Not Another Runner podcast, gives me so much faith that you know, the patience and hard work, dedication and working, you know, running is such a great sport that you can you can still continue to do, practice and achieve great results even after so many years of of, of doing so. And, you know, age is just a number. You know, I think the hard work and putting those efforts in just speaks for him and I, I i don't i don't know for me it gives me faith for a future like running again
0: yeah yeah exactly and i think to see her emotion after the race as well this goes to show that like, there's a lot of work mm-hmm. that goes into it And
1: yeah have you have you read um her, her husband's run the mile you're in no that's i that's on my list of things to read we'll need to put that on our list read that
0: yeah for sure and uh, definitely catch up with that for one of the future episodes
1: yes yes definitely
0: thanks for coming back and you know, talking to me about all the things that's happening in your life with covid and uh, having a good natter about the social media bubble that yeah. we're kind of trying to navigate
1: oh yeah it is always it's always great to chat and catch up i love i love these episodes
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of A Runner's Life. If you found value in this episode and want to support the show, please share with your community, post on your social media channels and encourage them to listen and subscribe. If you want to support my work directly, you can become a member on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash life If you want to get in touch with me or see what I'm up to, you can follow me on my Instagram page at TheMarathonMarcus Your time is valuable, so thank you for spending your time listening to this episode of a Runner's Life podcast.